Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley Bienyage. Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. Today I am here with Brady from Warming. Hello, Brady. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. This is our first time meeting. We have never met before. Yeah. I'm so nervous. (laughs) That's a lie. Uh, We have met many a times. You are a a frequent attendee of the Mantua Music Workshops. Um, You sometimes just walk in and um, visit. Yeah. Well... There's a coffee machine there, <laughs> and uh, if you're in the exchange and you want to spend money on coffee, you can just go there and drink it for free. Yeah. I mean, I guess you pay for a membership, so. Mm-hmm. So you, you're actually paying for it once a year. Trying to get my money's worth exactly. out of coffee. Yeah. Um, is that really the only reason? It's not to use a computer or anything? No, of course. There's other reasons I go there. As I remember one time you came in, and you're like, yeah, I'm actually going to go to fourth now and have some coffee. Yep. Shout out to Ford. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. The co- I don't. I don't drink coffee. So I, I've I've oh, heard really? from both sides of people like the mental music coffee and people who don't like it. And actually, the people that we ordered from just shut down. So now I have to get new coffee. So interesting. Um, is, is it though? <laughs> <laughs> just a fun fact. Let's get into the interview though. Um, so you are from Warming. You make warm music. Yep. Yep. Uh, 80s synth pop mm-hmm. as I have as I creep you on the internet I discovered that's what you do um, would you agree with that yeah sure I mean um, I f- I try and stay away from saying it's 80s now because uh, you know that kind of puts you in a box mm-hmm. um, synth pop puts you in a box too it does just don't even you say just, you have to put yourself in boxes if you want to talk about your music and I I Mm-hmm. It's it's frustrating sometimes because uh, everything has certain connotations. But, you know, uh, you know, be, you know, be cool if we could just like describe music by colors. Yeah, um, some people have synesthesia, and they yeah. see color when they hear music mm-hmm. or, or sounds or anything. And I don't want to be like, oh, you know what, I have that, but I definitely uh, associate certain sounds with colors. Right. And uh, I think. Mine's probably teal, <laughs> blue, green, <laughs> spectrum. Aquamarine. You know, definitely cool colors, which is uh, maybe kind of interesting because mm-hmm. the band name is Warming, but it's. Yeah, what is. Why? I f- you'd think like. Yeah, orange. I messed or, up. I don't know. I mean, you could always call it cooling. Cooling. Yeah. Coolant. <laughs> the next album, Cooling by Warming. Mm. Interesting. Anyway, so how did you get involved into music or how did this all start? Um, this, uh, I mean, how did I start music? From the very beginning. From the very beginning. From birth. I really liked music when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have access to a lot of it. Um, just like some old records and stuff that my parents had, but nothing like too interesting. They weren't super 
huge music fans. But I liked, like, uh, Fantasia was my favorite Disney movie. Nice. Um, and then, uh, but I mostly did, like, just drawing and stuff and was just, like, a little quiet, nerdy kid. And uh, What kind of drawings did you do? Ah, weird stuff. Like? what The typical. Like dinosaurs. Yeah, five or six-year-old boy would draw. Cool. You know, creepy stuff. Um, and then uh, when I was 13, I, for some reason, got it in my head that if I bought an electric guitar and played uh, System of a Down, that I would win over the heart of my crush, Andrea DeRoche, if you're listening. Um, that was for you. But it, uh, <laughs> it didn't work. She's probably not listening. No, she no. definitely isn't. But it didn't work. And so like uh, Brady who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, why would that impress her? But um, you never know. Yeah, maybe. But um, it didn't. It didn't end up, up working, and I ended up uh, falling in love with uh, guitar much more. Mm. Uh, I went to Your a pawn shop, love. and like, yeah, I spent my entire life savings of a thirteen-year-old on a guitar. It was like seventy dollars, and it was really bad. But then I just started playing like you know, open detuning with distortion on. and was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Andrea. And yeah, this is really what started it all. So then you, you can do open tuning on D, which I don't know what that means as a piano player. Right. Um, but I'm assuming that's fine. It's just, it's a shortcut for something that's slightly heavier. Because you turn the E down to a D. Mm. And then it's just bigger. Cool. Yeah. Neat. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, that's, I'm impressed. So uh, you, you've you got this this beaten up vintage electric guitar. Yeah. And then how does that, co- how does that become warming? Um, well, I, I met some friends in high school that uh, liked sort of really interesting strange music um Ooh, like what uh well my one friend who played the drums we started a band and we were doing you know like pixies covers and stuff mm-hmm. but he was also into stranger type of uh, stranger things yes <laughs> pre-netflix stranger he things was, he was ahead of his time yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was into stuff like throbbing gristle which is like pretty intense for a, a sounds gross it, yeah it is it's really gross sounding uh music but uh stuff like that which i i um and like john zorn stuff from like the zadok label more like experimental noise like uh boredoms and stuff and cool. i yeah i just went like all in i was obsessed with music at that point and i just sort of knew that that's what i wanted to make my life surrounded or surrounded my life by whatever. We understand you. Yeah, and uh, then I went to university for music because I I couldn't think of anything else. Did you? I did. Wow. Uh, What was your, for guitar? Yeah, jazz jazz performance. Here? At Brandon University. Oh, Brandon. B-Town. Nice. Are you from Brandon originally? No. 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 You Made the trek over? Yeah, I went there mm. um, specifically because uh, they had a good jazz program, and I was I was pretty into jazz at the time. I've heard, yeah. And uh, number two, because I it was a good excuse for me to move out. Mm. I could just, like, 
was like 17 and was like perfect an excuse mm-hmm. had you had any like lessons or training yeah i took i took some guitar lessons okay yeah. awesome and what, what was that like um going into the, into a jazz program um was it like very could you see how it was going to make how you could make music with that or you're like oh i'm just learning skills and i'll figure it out later or that's kind of how i felt i never really felt like jazz was going to be my calling i really like it still and i i listen to it almost every day but i don't like the limitations that i mean it's good to learn and music education for jazz is good in a way because it really makes you a strong musician in a lot of different aspects mm-hmm. that you might not get with um other forms of music but it's just not what i'm f- totally in love with which the entire time i was in my degree i just kind of knew that once i was done with the program i would just move on back to like the noise stuff n- yeah noise indie rock synthesizers mm-hmm. stuff that i found interesting so so why go for the degree at all uh, yeah i probably shouldn't have <laughs> no 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 um, don't say that cuz i'm like why did i get one but <laughs> I don't know. I look at my student loan balance and I ask myself that question. But um, I think it was just sort of like, I, I mean, I made that decision when I was 17. Right. So it maybe wasn't the most th- thought out. But, you know, I'm glad I did it. I, mm-hmm. I don't regret it because, like, it made me a much stronger, uh, well-rounded musician. And it, I, you know can play guitar really well (laughs) no big deal yeah yeah i like and i as someone who's done the the program not jazz but classical and i know that was that wasn't going to be my life i can feel the exact same way it's like why why am i kind of doing this but you learn so many like life skills um and the musician i am today is leaps and bounds further than or better than what i what i started with like looking back like how did i get into the program (laughs) It's pretty. It's yeah, pretty. you. I find myself um, finding my skills as a musician translating to other parts of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you find you're good at math? I'm no. Oh, but okay, that's mind. separate. But I, I'm good at like I'm better at uh, organizing. Um, you know, things like things in the math realm that aren't quite math. Um, but. Uh, like my day job, I'm a cook. Very relatable to music. So relatable. Mm-hmm. Everyone that's a really good cook either really likes music and really gets music or is also a really good musician. And it's rare to find someone that's like an exclusion to that. It's like for some reason, all the skills you learn and like the sensitivities and just like I think music is a lot a lot of music is just mindfulness and paying attention Mm -hmm. and then like practicing doing things with your hands and your senses and that's the same as cooking so I don't know that's interesting because I hate cooking (laughs) yeah I I love to eat really well-made food yeah but I the process you have to skin me alive to get me to sit in front of it I mean I love to bake maybe Mm. that's where I that's my jazz. That's the classical. Yeah, the classical. Of 
food. Yeah, just <laughs> danishes. The classical piano of food is, yeah. is uh, danishes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love baking. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I get what you're saying. Anyway, back to music. Although it is very relatable. Back to food. I don't know. I don't even know anything about cooking. I need a recipe to yeah. make my way downtown. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like classical, you know. You you have the music in front of you, whereas like you know. Not well, yeah. I guess the music I make now doesn't need that. Like I like, yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. You read it and then you can. It's a recipe. You interpret for the song. it and you. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, mm-hmm. So you went to music school. You can play the guitar really well. You were in a band for a little bit in high school. Um, what is how? What was the beginnings of, and how did you get to the today warming? Um, I was in a band in Winnipeg, well, a few bands. Um, at the same time, I was just trying to like find what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in a band called Odana, right? Which was. Uh, same members as are in warming now mm-hmm. um but it was sort of like oh a, really yeah like mike fox was the co-writer for that project and dan Britton mm-hmm. still my drummer okay um but it was so, it started as like a folk duo and slowly morphed into like folk rock and then like country alt country rock and then into like psychedelic prog yeah and it just it changed all of those so quickly that it made no sense anymore and it was it just sort of wasn't working um i was also in slow spirit and um somebody language Mm, okay the songs i was writing at home and just like throwing on my computer and stuff didn't fit any of those they just it wouldn't make sense and they were a lot more synth-based and I don't know. Experimental. Yeah, some parts were experimental and like just sort of had a lot more noise uh, element to it or um, they just didn't make sense for the other bands. So I kind of just kept it in a folder and I released it one day on Bandcamp as Brady Allard. Um, I think it's still up there. And uh, yeah, a lot of my friends were like, hey, this is pretty good mm-hmm. you should pursue this and so then i was like okay why not and i started another band at this point i'm in four bands and working and i was like this is crazy um so we started to like cut back on the amount i was playing in the other bands and uh eventually this sort of just took over mm-hmm. and uh do you feel like this this music was just resonating more with you it's basically the same stuff that I was writing before I even went to university. Oh. Like I used to write music on my computer and like record demos in my bedroom mm-hmm. in high school and I'd throw them up on MySpace, which I found oh, out yeah. they're still there, but Actually MySpace is 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 I think shutting down now. Yeah, yeah. You can't play the songs. They don't the files don't work, but mm. I just I go and I look at it and I'm like, oh. it's like this like R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fond memories, nostalgia, yeah. all that. It's good stuff. Good wow. Stuff. Yeah. So I yeah I was doing that basically forever, and uh, this is putting it on Bandcamp was my s- first sort of like public um, 
endeavor. Yeah. And what? And when did that happen? That was. 2016 or something 2016. like that. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then uh, I started playing shows um, as Brady Allard, and it was fun, and we like had a few pretty good shows, and then uh, then I was like, you know what, I'm really enjoying this a lot more than anything else I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna quit everything else and focus on it. And then I changed the name to Warming around that time. Um, just because Brady Allard doesn't really convey the sound, I don't think. Doesn't convey warmth. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a cold, cold name. Yeah, you get kind of like a like a like a dark black color when you yeah. think of Brady Allard. You like want you want you're the teal. Shiver to your core when right. you hear that name. So <laughs> as you should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so you're going to be doing an album release um, this Thursday on April eighth. People, people don't know that's the date at the Goodwill uh, Social Club. It's very exciting. Woo. Are you are you are you excited? Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time that I've had this album sort of like ready to go, and uh, it's so nice to finally put it out in the world and play a great show with uh, awesome bands. And mm-hmm. uh, so around 2000. 16-ish is when warming became a beautiful little thing. Yeah. Um, why, why, why did you decide to wait so long if you had the, the, the music waiting and ready to release? Yeah, I know, right? It, well, I released my first single last year, January 2018. And uh, it kind of made a little blip on the uh, musical landscape radar. Oh. And uh, I got an email from Atlantic Records and basically encouraging me to hold off on releasing so they could, you know, Mm -hmm. see what's up, basically. Wow. Um, And so, of course, I did whatever they wanted. And that just dried up, that nothing ever happened or came of it. So I basically, like, shot myself in the foot for, like, my release. But I, um, yeah, I'm excited to be out there again yeah that's they just ne- like they just like n- never go back to you or just fell through or yeah the uh, interest just dried up i think you know i mean it's such an enormous label they're probably like fishing for yeah attractive young songwriters uh every they probably like i was probably one of like 300 emails that day so mm. i'm not too sad about it but in hindsight i probably should have just kept doing my thing mm-hmm I'm like, well, if you if you want something, some of this, you got to like make a deal now because I'm not yeah. gonna wait for, for no label. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely should have played it cool, and I played it very uncool. Yeah, just like yes, love me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like it's like when you first like get back into dating or something after a long time, and you're just clearly oozing that stench of desperation. Mm-hmm. That, that was me. I've never felt that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, me I've, neither. I've never had that issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So, um, you had your first, uh, so it's January 2000. I'm, I'm creating a timeline, if you haven't okay. noticed. That's what everyone's listening to. So now that you're finally releasing this, um, why were these songs chosen for this this album? I don't really... How many songs is There's there? There's 12 songs. 12, that's right. Which is a lot, I it think, for a lot. people's attention spans these days. 
Um, but you're an album guy, right? I am an album guy, and so I'm glad I'm doing an album. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to in the future, mm-hmm. just because of how the industry works nowadays. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to finally do just like one album. Yeah, because I've done so many EPs with my other bands, and that's like fine and all. But like, I'm an album guy. Right. Yeah. And these are all songs that you did you produce these yourself or did you mm-hmm. yeah yeah well they were, they were songs that I had like demoed that I just like did on my laptop um, and th- I had about 15 or 16 ideas kind of and mm-hmm. I, I I knew that I wanted to put this album together so I got together with Riley who's an engineer in town um Riley Hill. Hill, that's what I thought. J. Riley Hill um, of Mortfell Recording. And we just booked a weekend at Collector Studio. And then I basically, I had hit the stems and tracks of like the demos I did. And we just threw them up into Pro Tools and then redid all the overdubs and redid all the blah, 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 guitar parts, keyboard parts, drums, et cetera, et cetera. And... Uh, we ended up getting 12, so that's I was like, amazing. all right, 12. That's what it is. Good for you. That's that's impressive to get 12 tracks. Yeah, in. it was like a marathon. It was insane. Yeah. It was some, uh, some of the recording is very utility because of just the nature of, like, the time we had. We, we were there for, like, 14 hours straight of just nonstop overdubs um, with, like, small th- breaks for coffee in right. between. For those who don't know, what's an overdub? Um, it's like, okay, so like multi-track recording means um, you have more than one recording at a time. Right. Layering on top. And uh, an overdub is just the next layer of mm. that recording. So what would that be? Like just vocals? Yeah. Or? So let's say you have bass, drums, guitar playing you've had that recorded and then you want to overdub you would overdub vocals or you could overdub maybe just the synth part or overdub just the tambourine or just the shaker um it's just layers it's like layers if you use photoshop it'd be like layers of like that or layers on your painting or something like that Mm -hmm. or garage band you can see all the different tracks yeah yeah that's it's exactly that that's what an overdub is Mm, interesting i as someone who doesn't have very much experience with that side of um, the music, I, don't, I didn't. I mean, actually, I knew what overdub meant. I just wanted everyone who's listening to know. Right. So you're welcome. You're all caught up. Yeah, we all. I you mean, could call it tracks too. Yeah, adding an, another track. Some of the songs have like thirty plus tracks. There's so much in there, and because that's, I guess, my fault is that I just want to like throw everything I like mm-hmm. into one pile yeah and it doesn't make sense and so when riley was mixing it he was like i gotta cut like yeah it's like what are you doing with all this yeah it sounds like like mud yeah (laughs) (laughs) like no but i love it (laughs) these old newspapers i can't get rid of these yeah what if i need them (laughs) perfect well i mean and then you have that that third third point of third person point of view looking in just like 
it, you know, this is great, but it would be better if it just wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly. Oh, good. Yeah. Without Riley, it would just be like Mushy. unlistenable mush. It'd be like listening to like three radio stations at the same time. Ooh. That would be kind of cool, though. Yeah. Okay. Some kind of performance art, mm. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> next, okay. next time. Maybe. Next time around. It'll be the next. It'll be cooling. Yeah. Coolant. Yeah. Coolant. Performance art. Mm-hmm. Noise yeah. core. Cool. Lent. <laughs> okay, let's take a quick break. Uh, we are going to listen to Did It Again, uh, which it was one of the singles that you released. Um, what was the inspiration behind this this tune? Uh, I wrote the song. It's about regretting things. Um, and just sort of like looking back at your uh, the ghosts of your past mistakes and letting it uh, tear you apart inside. And this is just me trying to you know come to terms with all those things that I regret all the time. Mm. But uh, you, you can't go back, so yeah. right. Um, it's pretty heavy. I was. Go- I'll tell you on the break what I was gonna say. Okay. okay. So okay. everyone, <laughs> you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Benyaj. I'm here with Brady from Warming. Uh, he has his album release at the Goodwill on Thursday, April 18th at 9 p.m. Ten dollars tickets in advance. Is there gonna be a different price at the door? I'll let you in for ten. Okay. Yeah. So if you're like, I heard you in the Winnipeg Music Project. You're in for 10 bucks. Uh, <laughs> you're also going to be able to hear Ivory Waves and Baseball Hero, other local bands. I'm here with Brady, also known as Warming, also known as... Nope. Nope, that's it. Those two. <laughs> Don't I don't know. know me as anything yeah. else. Yeah, sometimes uh, sometimes we call you Mr. Allard. Yeah, you can call me Mr. Allard. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. oh, fine. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. So we were just uh, listening to the song uh, Did It Again, which was the single you released within the last year-ish, mm-hmm. uh, in preparation for the new album, which is being released officially this week. While we were on our break, we talked about music and jazz and books and equality nothing that you'll get to hear unfortunately it's all the good stuff off record yeah all the scandalous stuff that's worth listening to we just didn't record it (laughs) stay tuned though maybe we'll maybe i'll sneak in it no i'm just kidding i don't want to talk about that kind of stuff on the show (laughs) so uh you are releasing your album on april 18th of the goodwill with um other uh, supporting bands ivory waves and baseball hero but then like Almost a month later, you're on tour. Yeah. You're just leaving. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems strange. I did not have that planned. No. But it just sort of uh, fell into my lap, and I couldn't say no. What, so. what came first? Um, we were accepted into the Great Escape Festival. Oh, in, uh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Uh, in Brighton, mm-hmm. UK. So uh, I figured if I'm going to go drag all my bandmates to the UK we might as well you know make it worth it so we managed to uh, get an agent in Europe to book us a little tour Mm -hmm. so we're going all over the UK Germany and the Netherlands yeah 
Have you ever been there before? I've n- the farthest I've gone outside of Canada is Minnesota. Really? Yeah. Aww. How sad as that? Oh, you're just a little <laughs> prairie bumpkin yeah. just sitting. I've been everywhere in Canada. Oh, okay. I've been like yeah. coast to coast. Well, I guess I haven't been north. But uh, yeah, I've been everywhere in Canada. It's just I've never really had a great uh, reason to. Oh, that, you know what? That's not true. My brother lives in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm. So I. Oh, okay. There. Excuse me. Yeah, okay. Set totally. the record straight. Yeah. But anyways, I've never been to Europe, so I'm super mm-hmm. excited. That's, are you worried? <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I mean, to go to a completely different uh, continent, let alone country, never being there before and having a professional schedule that you have to meet and, like, I guess, like, contracts, like, a shows, you're not, like, worried? or uh, What are you doing to prepare for that? Um... <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> what am I doing? That's a good question. <laughs> oh, there's no answer? I'm freaking out, to be honest. I, I, I'm just so... There's so much to go to uh, to organize. So much you that could go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been on a lot of, like, the little Canadian tours. Right. And those are, those are a headache. You know, finding where you're staying that night, uh, when's the load in when's your sound check is there a sound check are you going to be able to eat how long is the drive are you going to be able to like you know what's the sleep amount you get in between waking and getting back up and driving again there's so many like um things that you you don't think of and then in europe it's like that on steroids because everything's in a different language um the cars are all standard everything's on the other side that's too yeah like i i made sure to rent a van we're actually flying into amsterdam mm. and we're renting a van and then driving to the uk so that i could have a, a left side driving vehicle um because i would i would just lose my mind trying to drive on the right side do they does amsterdam drive on the right side yeah okay mainline europe is is like it is here really? i think that's what i've been told but i don't know I've never been. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't even. I. I love the idea of touring, like the idea of like going to places and playing a different show almost every night, and, like meeting all these cool people and not and being like really confused a lot of the time. Because yeah. I've been to Europe on school trips when I was younger. I loved it. Um, but the idea, like the logistics, terrify me. Yeah. Like, because what you said, like planning, like how long it takes to go from location to location. Should you consider looking up? music stores in case something breaks like should you get insurance should yeah do i need to learn how to drive standard right. <laughs> like still haven't done the insurance thing oh god yeah um, and yeah. like the flights you know mm-hmm. like uh, it's not just like okay we're all taking care of ourselves it's like i i'm the band and i'm, I'm hiring my you know my friends that come tour with me so i'm looking after all of them as well mm-hmm. i'm like it's not one flight I'm I'm booking. I'm booking four flights. I'm booking like enough space that four people can sleep, and uh, that is like it's just making it so much more work. Are but it yeah, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Are you guys bunking? Like, are you gonna like sleep like head to toe and you know cut costs that way? Or? Oh, not head to toe. No, no. <laughs> all snuggling in one bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one single twin mattress. 
for the four of us. For four of you. <laughs> so it's a good. I mean, like you've you've known each other for a while though. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, why don't you just officially ma- uh, bring them into the band as like, and they all have their own roles. Like, why did you decide to keep it all as like your 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 child and your? Um. Don't listen, guys. If you're if you're listening, uh, cover your, your ears. ears. Cover um, your ears. Stop the car. Put place it in park. Um. No, I, I'm just a control freak. That's all it is. For sure. I just don't want to compromise anything. Yeah. And, and uh, that's kind of why I started releasing music in this band, uh, as opposed to the other b- ones where I was more collaborative. I I was just like, what if it, what if it, I did everything? Then what would happen? Mm-hmm. And uh, so. Yeah, I, and it's totally justified. And as long as you're aware of it, I think that's all it really, yeah. really matters. Eventually, you know, I would love to partner with, uh, you know, somebody that would willing to help me out with this kind of stuff mm-hmm. it's also kind of right. nice to just like know that like if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it the way i know is yeah right and if you mess up you're the only one to blame yeah if i mess up then I'm, it's on me and then i don't have to like feel guilty mm-hmm. which is my biggest fear yeah mm-hmm. for sure i get that letting others down yeah yeah story of my life mm-hmm. i hate that that's mm-hmm. like the worst feeling it is yeah you know also like being late is like the worst. I'm always late, but I you always. You were late today. That's not fair. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I was working. We talked about it. Yeah. So, but I apologize for that too. That's fine. I do hate being late. I'm always early. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not, not true either. But okay. I was today. Oh yeah. yeah. And I mean, you could have not said that, and I would have believed you. Yeah. But then I would have had this expectation that for the next time you come on the show, if you were late, I would have been disappointed. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. I don't think I'm either late, nor early mm. you're always on time yeah what's the wizard quote not the wizard the Lord queen's the quote oh no there's a thing about the queen that or kesha party don't start till i walk in oh yeah that's what i meant mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah. uh so yeah uh that's exciting mm-hmm. what are you gonna do in in the in the month up uh, uh coming up to well may Here's the crazy part. Um, My band typically consists of um, Mike Fox Mm -hmm. on guitar, Dan Britton on drums, and Dominic Lemoyne on keys. Oh. Domo, um, they can't go to Europe. It's just, it didn't work with their schedule. They've been blacklisted from Europe? Yeah, Europe yeah. said no. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had Not to them. I had to think of what to do and uh, managed to find somebody else that wanted to come um, and was willing to learn all the songs from yeah. from nothing. Um, and that's Graham Lever, who's a uh, local keyboard player. Mm. And uh, so the as soon as the show is done on the 18th, I'm basically going back to the jam space and we're gonna like have like an intensive training camp of like how to play all my songs are you ready to like do that no no you gonna be a drill sergeant about it yeah that's usually how i am in rehearsals i can't imagine that of you but it's also (laughs) like what's his name bob ross Ross. (laughs) like he used to be the person that would yell at people in the military i don't remember details but You can't, I can never imagine that sweet. I'm the Bob Ross of band leaders, <laughs> drill sergeants. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally, 100% um, believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell that I'm like stalling? 
Why are you stalling? I can't remember what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> um, we were talking about Europe. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got. Yeah, yeah let's just move on. Okay. So, um, what are you going to do after Europe? Do you have plans? I don't. I think I'm going to have, I think I might go to Thermea. Wow, I have a coupon for that, actually. Uh, uh, well, we should go. Yeah, I, I mean, I got, I got like a day pass or whatever for Christmas. Sweet. Have you ever been? I have. And I just, uh, this has been a lot of like planning and... Uh, Thermia? No. Oh. Like the tour. The tour. And oh, the sorry. show. Yeah. And the album release. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of that is has been so much uh, to f to work on that I'm... I'm I want a little break. So, so y the, the, these songs that you had been planning and releasing as on this. Oh, what is the album called? Actually, it's called Warming. Oh, it's just self-titled. Self okay, I was like, I was like, wait a second. And people ask me like, well, why? That's an interesting choice. Why did you choose that? And um, it's because I didn't think of a title. So the next <laughs> album you release is also going to be called Warming. Yeah. Probably maybe. Maybe that'll be like my. Or it's coolant. We right. decided that. Coolant warming. Coolant. Ne yeah, never worry about that. I've got your back. So you had been sitting on these songs for a while, um, as you said. Yeah. Um, has your 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 sound changed since you've initially recorded these? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. And uh, it's actually kind of hard for me to perform them because I'm the songs I've written since then, and I've, I've written so much in between, like, when was it, 2015 or 16 and then now yeah things are so different now from like the way i'm writing now and I'm, how so i don't know it's just like tastes change you know would um, you, how would you well, how would you how do you approach music now than when you used to i think it's still the same but like now i have a band so i have these people to bounce off ideas whereas before it was completely crafted in a bedroom mm. um now there i can think of an idea and i'll just sit like say like hey play this beat let's like jam this idea and 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 that kind of is interesting like i can still maintain my obsessive control but i can collaborate a little bit that's that's interesting so now you you allow your you allow others to kind of um have a part in, in the songwriting process yeah I mean, like, no, I don't like that. Do something else. Yeah. 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 They're they're just sort of like. They're just your monkeys. My, my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my little monkeys, yeah. minions that mm -hmm. I tell them what to do and they do it and then I, uh, it's nice because it it you know they're they're very very good musicians and they do things that are better than I can do mm -hmm. on their respective instruments and uh, so that's really nice, but yeah, just the stuff I'm writing now is a lot less pop forward like like the song white lies it's very poppy we, uh, i don't really write like that anymore and uh, a lot of the stuff i've been listening to lately is like a lot like heavier ish okay like not not crazy heavy but like i've been listening to a lot of like punk and stuff and i just kind of a lot of guitar music and i kind of want to try doing that again but uh so lyrically has how have you have you changed in terms of what you're singing? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because uh, the album, the way I write is I write lyrics quite far, like, in the end of the process. 
I kind of I write like the parts and like the form and the chords and then even like arrange it all and sometimes even produce the recording itself before I even put in the first lyric. Is, that, is there a lot of pressure to that? Like, when, what if you can't find, figure out what you're gonna sing? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I struggle with it a lot. I'm just not. Lyrics aren't natural for me. The rest is just so much easier and, right. and a lot more pleasant for me that I just like I gravitate towards it. But then I'm like, okay, we gotta make it into a song. Mm-hmm. So I added in after. But uh, so what ended up happening is these songs were you know varying ages that I've had for a while that came together at one time when I was recording it with Riley and it was in that time that I my partner at the time and I split up and this is so long ago now but um, that obviously what was what the album became mm-hmm. because I wrote 12 songs at the same time right when I had this breakup you know that just it couldn't not influence them so uh, now when I write I don't have to worry about that because I'm not breaking up with somebody so I can write about whatever I want right which is refreshing because it's uh, it's pretty uh, cliche to write about that yeah but everyone can relate to it yeah in a way it's one of the universal things that's like love and yeah, heartbreak everyone gets it but you know because of that everyone does it mm-hmm yeah so when you have those those periods of where you don't you don't know what to or you don't like like because as someone who can relate like I struggle so much with lyrics I find the musical process of just like fiddling on the instrument and, and creating all like that is so much more interesting. Yeah. How do you how do you write lyrics like how do you decide sit down and like hey I got I got to write something like how do you actually write something that you're happy with that you can move on from? I don't know if I'm ever happy with them. Uh, that's that's just sort of my nature, though. I'm never really satisfied with You're anything really I do. Never really happy. <laughs> <laughs> Same though. Uh, that's a different. Uh, that's a different topic. We won't get radio into radio show. We could do. Yeah. Um, Lyrics. Yeah. Um, I'm. What I do is I think pretty standard for a lot of writers is uh, I just sit in front of the chords and just sort of loop them and hum the most natural melody kind of that I'm hearing over top of it. And then uh, out of that comes syllables that sort of fit the phrasing that makes sense to me and Mm -hmm. is like rhythmic and interesting. And certain syllables sort of like, I feel like in in some ways there's, there's a natural melody to everything that just, it decides itself what the syllables are gonna be. And then I have that limitation that I'm like, okay, this is like a percussive sort of sound and it sounds like it wants to be like a da-da-da kind of thing at the end of this phrase. Then I'll just pick a, a word that fits those syllables or like the whatever vowel sounds I'm making. And uh, that word then becomes a fragment of a sentence and then I have a bunch of sentence fragments like I'll just keep writing them down like let's say I'll have like like a four bar musical phrase and I'll write 10 or 12 different uh, lyrics 
and then for each little phrase I have of the song, and then I'll just string it right through and say like, okay, this is kind of starting to have a message. Yeah, something a coherent thought. Yeah, and then um, you know, just keep editing that until it's a fleshed out idea. Sounds like a process. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't lyrics are hard. I just um. There was no class in school to write lyrics, no. so I I, I feel I'm very academic. Where I need someone to tell me how to do something. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that's I a struggle. Feel that. Yeah, I, feel that. I actually did take a songwriting class. Well, that's not. And it wasn't fair. Useful to me at all. Oh, okay. Well. It didn't. I didn't get anything good out of it. Nothing. I got a bad mark too. Oh, you got the credits though. What is that worth, really? The grad—that's you get the degree. <laughs> I, I wasn't explaining that at the beginning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have to wrap up now. I was really enjoying that, and I would like to talk to, with you more about. Yeah. So come into Mantle Music, and we can talk. Um, okay. Or you can come on the show again next album or something. Um, yep. Whatever Either works for me. No pressure. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, so <laughs> we do have to wrap up though. So um, thank you for coming onto the show. I really appreciate you making the time to chat with me about um, the music you make and all that jazz. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me. This yeah, is sweet. Fun. Yeah, this is super chill. So everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. Really quick, where can people find you on social media and the internet to support you? Um, hit up warming with three R's mm. on Instagram. That's probably all you need. Facebook. Yeah. Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah. Just you can find it. You know how to use Google. Just if you're a millennial, you know yeah, that's how you survive. Like if I don't understand something, I Google it. Right. If you can't do it, then I can't help you. Yeah, maybe you're just not meant to. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio, and a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.